Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Streets Ahead, your podcast dedicated to all things cycling, walking and wheeling in the UK and beyond. I'm Ned Bolting. I'm Adam Tranter. And I'm Laura Laker. And this time we have a special episode in which Ned... Very special. Very special, in which we travel with Ned to his spiritual home in Lewisham Shopping Centre. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, Lewisham Shopping Centre. It's brilliant. It's um. I don't think it's long for this world. I think it's due for demolition fairly soon. What when it goes, they'll put a similarly awful shopping centre in its place. I would what imagine. kind of era are we talking? I well, that's a good question. I would hazard a guess eighties. Oh, nice. Um, what yeah. I like particularly about Lewisham Shopping Centre is that on the side of one of the building, they've got these big, very sun faded kind of uh, lettering. Yeah. It's supposed to entice you into Lewisham Shopping Centre. It's like the Elephant Castle Centre. Exactly. Like, yeah, it says yeah, yeah, Lewisham Shopping Centre. And then it's got four words, keywords that are supposed to fire you with enthusiasm <laughs> for getting into Lewisham Shopping Centre. What are they, Ned? It says shop. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, it's a shopping centre, so that's great. Eat. Yeah. But not it, yeah. at the muffin place. Not at muffin place. <laughs> so that will come to that. So, so shop. Eat. Right? Eat. Browse? Well, yeah. you've got them in the Is wrong order because you really need to do the browsing okay. before the shopping. So you could have gone browse yeah. each maybe and then shop or shop and eat. So it's slightly strange. And then they thought, we need a fourth, right? Obviously. What have they gone for? Dance? No, no. They just went, shop again. Because <laughs> they couldn't think of anything else. I love it. So it's shop, eat, browse, shop. Shop some more. That part of South London has got some quite interesting commercial architecture though because one of my favourite Burger Kings is in Peckham. One of your favourite. Only one of his favourites. Um, oh, in the Peck- in Peckham, Peckham it's, quite, yeah, it's yeah. all glass fronted. It's like it's, it's like a yeah. feature building. It is. Yeah. 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 It's a high status Burger yeah. King in Peckham. Yeah. Wow. Um, Never thought about yeah. Burger King But Lewisham, joking ju- apart, I mean Lewisham, I don't know if either of you have been to Lewisham in say the last decade. Yeah. 
No, no, so no from both of you. Um, sure. Lewisham is the Manhattan of the southeast. <laughs> it is Lewisham Centre called Lewisham Gateway Development is right around the station, and the station's connected to the DLR and a very very busy mainline yeah. uh, station. And it's due for expansion onto the Bakerloo line eventually. If ah. that happens, we'll see. Since I've lived there last fifteen years, but only in the last eight nine of those fifteen years, an unreal amount of residential skyscrapers have gone up, yeah. and they are universally some of the worst architecture I've ever seen. Oh. It's just and the green space or the lack of green space in between them. It's just terrifyingly bad I thought you meant it in a good way no Manhattan of the, no. the, Manhattan of the South in a, but in a really rubbish way it's mm. called a, oh, there's a phrase I believe bird shit architecture which is involves people dropping mm. as if it were the excrement falling from a passing bird dropping sort of bits of architecture into cities without any thought for what that what might look like there. at street level mm. yeah and so all these developments and these skyscrapers have been sold with the idea of the understanding that you'd have a retail unit or, or a restaurant at the, at the bottom or the, the bottom all of them empty yeah, yeah. they're just empty no. yeah. they just yeah. remain empty because there's no street life there's nothing mm, the amount of time that these developments take to go through the system by the time they go up the kind of business model they're built on, like, i.e., you know, we're going to have a restaurant downstairs and stuff like that. The whole world kind of moves on. <laughs> yeah. Like there was one, there's one in Coventry where they were going to plan like lots of shopping centres and stuff like that. But yeah. now they've come to do it, they realise that they just need to build loads more houses because there isn't the commercial market for it anymore. And it's a shame, really. Mm. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What have you been up to, Laura? What have I been up to? been writing my book. Um, How's it going? This is a book about like, just because it's been a while since we've spoken about yeah. this book. This is the book that's coming out next spring, twenty twenty yes. April twenty four. Yeah, and it's about the National Cycle Network. It is. It is loosely, and, yeah. and lots of people who you meet as yeah. you cycle around. Cycling large around, bits of it. so many interviews, so much material, some great history in there about the National Cycle Network. Chris and Boardman, a bit Chris, Chris Boardman, yeah, met him. Went I'm for a definitely bike, not buying it. Then. Went for a bike ride with him. Yeah, along the River Dee, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite fun actually, seeing the um, guys in Lycra riding past and doing little double takes. Was Chris doing that thing? Because I've ridden with Chris quite often, where he just greets everyone who comes the other way. Hello. That's what you're meant Hello. to do when you live in the countryside. I know, but he's, a proper, I he, he's a proper stickler for it and people just look totally baffled as he goes, Hello, like that. He, I didn't doing? know that was a thing, actually. Right. Yeah, he, he just he thought was, he knew everybody. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised though. It's just really nice seeing people's faces when they yeah. realise who it was. But he was slightly dismayed that they wouldn't have said hello unless they knew who he was because obviously, and this makes sense what you're saying yeah. now, that he, he believes in just saying hello to He does. But I kind of do that as well, actually. Yeah, yeah say I, can, hello. I can well see you doing hello. that. Hello, little dog. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Doctor dogs, yeah. yeah, all sorts. Yeah, Adam, what have you been up to? Uh, lots, of, yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Lots of active travel stuff at the moment. Well, yes, um, that's your job. That's, that's the sort of yeah. the thing. But yeah, there's 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 money from government, so we're putting together bids into government. The whole kind of process that sort of I'm slowly getting used to of bidding, seeing if we get the money, and and trying to get the stuff working with local authorities to get it built, which is good. Um, but also, you know slightly frustrating at the same time for a variety of reasons are you still enjoying it it's been how long now yeah um just over it's a year and year and a month year and two months oh, I yeah i am i am uh, i am still enjoying it like, don't be wrong like it's not like a laugh a minute there's yep. stuff where the scale of the change is is quite great and quite daunting sometimes and you look at where we're at kind of status quo wise and knowing that we need to probably go further faster and be bolder and it feels like that's quite hard when, you know, rightly you've got to, my colleagues have to keep a transport system running and, and you know, yeah. look after the day-to-day as well as trying to plan for the future. But um, 
I do enjoy it. And days when it's difficult, I think if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? And I would probably be spending all my spare time writing letters to councillors about bike lanes. Um, so, <laughs> so I might as well do it and have some purpose and make a difference, which feels feels like I am. So yeah, it's uh, it's challenging, but enjoyable, which, you know, all worthwhile things are, I think. Yeah, seems like a lot's happening in the West Midlands. There was a big announcement recently, I can't remember what it was. Andy Street <laughs> saying some good stuff about something. Yep, low, um, low zero something. Well, what we get it? yeah, we get a lot of. Help lot me out. of um, <laughs> I don't know. There's been so much. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of stuff. We get a lot of zero emission stuff. We got doing really stuff. I, I'm not involved with it, but really good stuff on the public transport network. With with the colleagues are doing a net zero neighbourhood, like trying to build a kind of housing development from scratch that mm. takes on all the, the best principles. That's really exciting stuff. But once you start looking at at it, you just realise just that everybody needs to be doing this at about 120 miles an hour mm-hmm. and cracking on. And, yeah. uh, and you know, the, the, the rate of change is really quite considerable that's, that's required. Talking about net zero in Birmingham, I heard a while ago an interview with the chief executive, I think Scottish gentleman, I can't remember his name, who were in charge of the Commonwealth Games mm. last year in Birmingham that was supposed to be net zero or had an ambition to be net zero by some date in the future. And they're still kind of aspiring to achieve that, whether or not it happens seems a unlikely i'll be honest but it was kind of gobsmacking to hear him talk about what they estimate their carbon footprint to have been from Mm. the games and how they are setting about now retrospectively kind of neutralizing that effect and some of that involves planting out forest i don't know if you know anything about that some of that acres or twenty thousand acres or something crazy of the land that used to belong to the water company up there that's been seven water seven trent that's been earmarked for kind of and you just think blimey Similarly, the World Cup in Qatar was meant to be carbon neutral. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he's doing the maths there. Uh, um, yeah. But obviously wow. they've built entire stadiums, haven't they? Uh, I mean, Commonwealth Games, again, not my, not my bit, but colleagues did a hell of a good job on um, the public transport side. So, you know, it's really great for me because it showed what the region can do when, mm. when mm. you know, everyone thinks that if people stop driving cars, the economy will stop or, or something like that. And actually, most people got to the venue via via these really well-organised shuttle buses. And, it was and good, it, actually. It worked really well. And yeah, there's there's been a, a yeah. nearly £90 million underspend on the Commonwealth Games. Not something you hear very often wow. either. Wow. So that money is going back into the uh, West bang, Midlands regional economy. I might bang my commentator's Brilliant. invoice in again, see if I can get a dollar. <laughs> they've got my money sloshing around, see if they mistakenly pay me twice, as I've managed to do with the inland revenue oh, just a few oops. weeks ago. I paid them twice for the same amount, so I'm busy trying to see. get that back off them. Anyway, yes. So, do you want to hear about my trip to Lewisham Shopping? Yes, yes I'm dying to. Okay, well, here it goes. Well, this is about as local as it gets for me. I'm just walking walking down the road in South East London from my house down to Lewisham Shopping Centre, which is a six-minute walk. And the reason I'm going to Lewisham Shopping Centre is because the slightly marvellous XO bikes have set up shop there. And they're well worth talking about and well worth visiting because it's a bike shop and it's a institution which trains mechanics or fixers and they've got a story to tell that is unlike any other so I'm here to tell it 
Okay, I've stepped inside the shattered world of Exo Bikes here. We're opposite TK Maxx. I'm just going to set the scene a little bit here. Lewisham Shopping Centre is my spiritual home. I've been living in this neck of the woods 15 years and barely a day goes by when I don't traipse down to the local Sainsbury's here, ignoring Muffin Break, which is just opposite Sainsbury's, where I never actually sat down there. But occasionally I'll come in to buy a pair of pants or socks (laughs) at TK Maxx. But opposite TK Maxx and beginning to spread an empire down this side of the shopping centre, Lewisham Shopping Centre, is XO Bikes. And the founder of XO Bikes is Steph Jones. And rather than me fumble around and try and explain what on earth XO Bikes is, I'll just hand straight over to you, Steph. What's XO Bikes? Okay, I do wang on. So give me the international... Shut up and get on with it, sign. Um, XO Bikes is the first venture by a charity I started about two years ago with a, a guy called Rob Love. The charity's called Onwards and Upwards. We started it because I was volunteering in Brixton Prison and I, I was mentoring, business mentoring, and I noticed some of the guys reappearing. And when I sort of probed them on it, by and large they were coming back because they didn't want to come back, they didn't want to commit crime, but they weren't getting jobs. So I thought if no one else is going to give him a job, I'm going to give him a job. So I left my ad agency, set up the charity with a view to starting social enterprises specifically to train, employ, and increasingly, I'm realising, inspire them to do more than digging holes or whatever they're offered when they leave prison. Because there is just, it's awash with talent in there. It's full of entrepreneurs. They're just shifting the wrong product and they need realigning. But there's just, yeah... A little bit of hope goes a long way with these guys because, in my experience, they've not really been given the support that you and I are fortunate enough to get. So it's partly to train them to become bike mechanics, which is obviously a flourishing career, and you can go your direction off into the Alps and work with a professional team, or you can run a shop or get into marketing or finance, which some of the guys who come through us are more and more doing. So it's a gateway, really. As The spanner is a gateway, but we train them to become fully qualified Velotech mechanics all the bikes we get in, we get a lot donated from the public. So if you've got any out there, please send them our way. You can donate your bike online on our website. But the Met Police are huge supporters. We are their default charity. So we get thousands of bikes in, some in mint condition. They get fully refurbished by our guys. We then sell them. The profits pay their wages and for the training. But then we do something that I think is a bit more special. I know you've had your eye on one or two, Ned. We call them swag black bikes. So the bikes that aren't quite as pristine, you know, they're a little bit tired, but they're still great brands, Trek, Bianchi, Cannondale, whatever. They go off to our local powder coaters where we finish them in this gritty, street-ready, urban, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic gritty black finish, which we call swag black. And then they get ID'd. So each bike is completely a one-of-one one because our first fixer, the first employee we hired was Trey, he's XO1, Jamie's XO2, Ed is XO3, and we've got five more guys in here on the current course, and if we get enough bikes, we'll be able to hire some of them. That's the ideal, is to take them on in here and just help them grow, just encourage them to go on to just do amazing things. And if we can't take them on, we try and land them jobs with Evans or Balfs or Pearson you know whoever and we've got quite a few connections now in the business so hopefully we're going to be a very significant provider of emerging mechanic talent into a business that's crying out for it i mean it's an incredible story there's so many different angles to this story as well but i I suppose i should just try and paint a picture of where we're sitting here so this was an old 
I think there's a shoe shop, wasn't there, or something like that? Trainers or something like that? And the business that was here has moved out, so you guys are kind of like, a, it's slightly more than the pop-up here because you've got a really kind of beautifully curated presence here. You've also got a workshop of some of your restored bikes, so I'm looking at a Willia road bike. Is that a carbon frame, Steph? Yeah. Look, yes, yeah, a nice carbon frame. So, but sitting alongside that is a kind of, Dutch, you know, sit up and beg, beautiful, classic, real frame with a Brooks saddle. So a, little, a whole load of road bikes. And then on the other side, got a bunch of mountain bikes, all beautifully restored. And these are just for sale to the, you know, th these aren't the swag bikes. These are just beautifully restored, donated bikes or bikes that have come from the from the police and all of them have been restored by the mechanics that you guys have trained but there you're flogging them for really good cheap money aren't you so you can get yourself a great bike here for like under a couple of hundred quid yeah i mean we try be honest it's a charity so we try and get 50 percent of the rrp and yeah they're as new most of them and any defective components are replaced but beyond that what i love is they're not a new bike. So we're not just making some shareholder in Taiwan rich. We're recycling stuff that would, at some point, would end up in landfill. So, so sustainable as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big part of it. Our shtick, our, our end line, if you like, is refurbishing bikes, rebuilding lives. But it's also, yeah, re-something. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, I can see what your background is in advertising, right? That's what you were in before you started this. But And so... You've brought all your expertise as well to bear here. So the look, I've got kind of, you've got a big kind of image just behind you that I'm looking at now that, I mean, Exo bikes and the whole, it's very cool. What you're doing looks extremely cool. And that's important as well, because you're going to, you're going to be fighting tooth and nail, elbows out to make this a viable commercial thing that washes its own face and generates income for the causes. So this isn't kind of, amateur hour here is it you mean this very seriously no i want this to become the uk's most trusted and most loved bike brand that's a bit bullish to your audience but it is we need to be loved because we need yeah people have got to change their their views on and not take the sort of daily mail narrative that all people that go to prison are bad people they're not most of them have just made stupid mistakes or not had the best start in life. And hands up, I could have ended up there. I think a lot of us have done stuff that we, we shouldn't have done. So I really want people to come in and engage with the guys. And that's why the, the individual numbers are really important. When you see that number on the bike that you're buying, you'll find the bio, the, a little video online, which that guy will be telling you about his life. So when you turn up at the pub, and people say, "Who's what, what's that number? And you say, it's, it's not really a number, it's a bloke. It's a bloke that's been to prison. This is a bike with a past, refurbished by a bloke with a past. And now, hopefully, they've both got a great future. Going back to these swag bikes, which you're about to kind of unveil and go live with fairly soon, aren't you? By the time this podcast goes out, it may be that they're already live. So go to exobikes.com. These swag bikes... I absolutely love. It. I was so taken when I came down here a couple of weeks ago for the first time. I was so taken with this idea that you've got like uh, you showed me a Bianchi, for example, a kind of Bianchi road bike that's worth thousands. And actually, Bianchis are really famous for their Celeste, Turquoise, Cambridge Blue, Duck Egg, whatever you you know um, sort of colour scheme. And what you've done is just spray it black in this very cool powder bag. But I love the idea that you've got these kind of like prestigious brands, but you're just disguising them. And there's a kind of stealth brilliance yeah, to that yeah, idea yeah. and that you know, and 
some other people might know that you know that they know but it's kind of like it's this brilliant sort of like little secret that we're all in on here how do you think the brands would feel about their kind of prestigious identity being masked by what you're doing i think it's brilliant i think the general public will totally engage with it but there's something a bit subterfuge about it which is uh, interesting well i hope they get a bit upset because then we can have a debate and again it gets us more exposure for what we're doing but I think, for instance, the, I don't even know the name of them, the, the lugs or the... The, the hoods? The Is hoods? that Something like that. So that Cambridge Blue you talk about. So, we, so we've, we've honoured the odd thing like that. But no, that if it can all be covered, it'll all be covered. And I just love the thought there's something covert about it. It's legit, but it's a little bit edgy. And it's a sort of... I'm just excited by this sort of brotherhood that the guys that buy the bikes and the, and, and the ladies that buy the bikes, the kids that buy the bikes, know what's going on here and they're really playing a big part in transforming not just the odd life. I can totally, so I can totally imagine, I ride around London as a commuter all day, every day. I'm about to hop on after I've done this and sort of go off into town and got a load of things to do. And I will stop in between Lewisham and central London. I will stop 14 times at traffic lights like that because I do stop at traffic lights. I call cyclists. <laughs> and I'll stop at traffic lights. And then within seconds, because so many people ride in London now, there'll be six of us in a line at the traffic lights. And we all kind of like at the corner of our eye, we, we sort of eye each other's, but what's he got? But I love the idea of being on a swag bike and then like it'll come, become a thing eventually that another swag bike will pull up and there'll be a little interchange there'll be a definite kind of nod and a wink won't there and what you got underneath there yeah, yeah. oh I hadn't even thought of that yeah what lurks beneath the, the swag bike yeah 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 uh, yeah uh, wow I hadn't thought about that in fact I wonder you know the old guess the number of sweets in the jar yeah I wonder if we shouldn't put up a bike somewhere and if anyone can guess what brand it is what or was yeah they go into a little drawer or something and we could because i love yeah, yeah I, anyway a thought a thought but yeah we could have some fun with that somewhere along the line on, on social media i'm sure i can't remember what your original question was i don't think it was a question i think i was just rambling on steph i'd like to meet some of the guys can i go and uh, can you introduce me to a few of them would that be all right absolutely we're going to head over here and i'm going to introduce you to somebody that i met on b-wing in brixton prison where i volunteer and we had a connection and a few people said, you want to go and talk to Daryl? Smart guy, loves his bikes, was involved in them down in Spain. So he was being released. He's come and joined the course. And here he is, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hi, how's it going there? All right. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. I'm Ned. Nice to meet you. What's your job here then? What are you doing? So at the moment, we're just stripping down bikes and then refitting the parts after they've been cleaned and serviced, replacing a few parts like the cassette here putting in new wires, new gear cables, putting in new brake cables as well. We also cleaned out the wheel hubs, cleaned the bearings, put in grease. And yeah, just trying to get it to an acceptable standard now where it could be resold. So what we're looking at here is a Carrera kind of mountain bike. And that's going to be perfect for some, I don't know, kind of like 14, 15 year old, isn't it? Just, yeah. you know, getting around town. Uh, I mean, this is a nice bike. Once it's got all the new parts on it, new chain, it would be virtually brand new. It is second hand, but it was essentially a brand new bike once it's been fully serviced. It already looks pretty mint, doesn't it? Is this one of the bikes that's going to just go for sale here, or is this going to yeah, get swagged? This is, this is what they call um, flippers. So it just needs to be cleaned, repaired, parts replaced, and then it's ready to be resold. So how long have you been sort of part of this setup here? Then? Uh, basically, I started Monday last week. So we've done a week's worth of training. It was very intensive. We learn a lot, and now we're putting what we've learned into practice. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And your background in bikes before that? Like, um, obviously. Be- yeah, well, I had a general interest and I actually was trying to do a bicycle tour in the past when I was living in Spain. I had a few bikes, about 10 bikes, but I was spending a lot of money on getting them repaired with the local bike mechanic. And I thought I knew more than I did, and I realised that I couldn't actually do any of the repairs myself. So I was spending <laughs> I was spending quite a lot of money doing that. And yeah, that didn't work out, various different reasons. Uh, yeah, things all went downhill a bit. Is that when you ended up in B-Wing? Where you met, yeah, met Steph? well, basically, yeah, it's addiction and mental health issues, basically. And then, yeah, I was in, uh, I've been in prison, basically, in and out for the last four years. And yeah, it is a bit of a miracle that this has happened because I have always had an interest in bikes. And then I actually saw Steph's program. I was watching Crime Watch and I saw him and then I, I thought, right, this is my chance. So I Googled it, XO Bikes, and I phoned up Steph, spoke to him. And yeah, he arranged to come and meet me. I didn't think anything would happen. You know, I thought, oh, this is a bit of a long shot. And then sure enough, Steph turned up on the wing and I got to meet him in person. And yeah, it was great, honestly. Like, it, it is kind of weird because obviously if I hadn't have gone to prison, this wouldn't have happened. So it was bad, obviously, going to prison. But if I hadn't, then I wouldn't have met Steph and I wouldn't have had this opportunity. So it, things do happen for a reason. Self-evidently, I mean, you say sort of... So the point Steph was making is that the whole point about... You said the word phrase you just used now was in and out of prison. So in other words, yeah. you know, you'd done a bit... You'd done a spell and then you found you were back. Yeah. Inside. So it's that kind of like breaking the cycle, if that isn't yes. a bad pun sort of no, thing. No, it's breaking no. the cycle, isn't it? That That's the whole point of this. Definitely. Do you know what? <laughs> I just went through a bad patch in my life. Yeah, like I said, addiction and mental health issues. And then my confidence was very low. And I just couldn't really see myself getting back into work. I mean, I'd done a few prison courses, but they weren't really things that I was interested in. And I was just kind of doing them just to earn a bit of money, you know, to buy a few things in prison. And then, you know, to be able to get this opportunity, you know, they say that if you do something you like, you never work a day in your life. And yeah, that's something that I've really thought about. And here, even this morning, I'm having a great time. We're listening to music, chatting to the other guys. It is actually fun. Yeah. And there's something kind of therapeutic about just doing something manual, isn't there? And getting yeah. really stuck in because bikes are complicated, aren't they? They're not like straightforward. This is the thing, like you kind of might think, oh, actually, this is quite easy. But no, it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. It's quite complex mechanics and engineering. It's just a great feeling learning something, feeling a part of the team. Brilliant. Well, I better let you get on with it. No worries. Very yeah. nice Thank to meet you. Very meet. much. Yeah, nice. Right. Cheers. Take care. Yeah. So right in the corner here, surrounded by like a, just a million different tools. My God, what, what are all these, Joseph? Do you know how to use every single one of these now? Yeah, XL Bikes hired a great trainer that trains us here how to uh, use all the tools on the Pacific parts of the bikes. So uh, there are quite a lot of tools, but when you've got a great trainer... I mean, it's just baffling, isn't it? Yeah. What does that one do there? Uh, this one takes off the main component, so the wheel bucket. That takes that off. That's for chains, isn't it? That yeah, no. this one's take off in a carp compartment there. This one's to take off your back cassette. And yeah, they all help you. I can't. So there's, you use every single one of these oh, at some point. Yeah. They've all got a p- yeah. sense of purpose. If you didn't have these tools, you can't fix a bike or take it apart. You need every single tool that's there to do it. So before you came to work with Exo Bikes, 
how much did you know about bike mechanics? Could you have stripped a bike down and, and sort of, have you got a background in bikes at all? Only on the basis that I lived in the Caribbean for about six years and back there they don't buy bikes, they just buy a frame and then as and when they get the money they buy the parts for the bike and build it up. Make it up. Whole, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Is that a kind of like, that's yeah. how it that's works? No one buys bikes back home, they just buy a frame. As they get money they'll buy the wheels, buy the parts, then they'll take it to a mate if they can't do it themselves and then yeah. there you go, you get your bike. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. How did you get introduced to XO Bikes? I was sitting in my cell in Thameside and I saw it come over the news and I saw Jamie and Trey on the news and I called my fiance and said, uh, can you get in contact with them? Because if I do get not guilty, I'd like to get into some sort of training so I'd be able to get a job. Because uh, when you're an ex-offender, it's very, very hard yeah. to get a job. So I've had multiple jobs. I've been a hoist operator, labourer, but it's a good opportunity that XL Bikes have given to young people or older people to learn a trade. Because once you learn a trade, you'll have it for life. That's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you can make a career out of it as well. So yeah. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to work at XL Bikes. Well, to train. Hopefully I'd get a job. I'd be over the moon if they give me a job. So you're learning the trade at the moment. You're going through the course yeah. and eventually you'll become a qualified yeah. mechanic. So it's a yeah. two-week course. Then they give you four weeks training then you become fully qualified, as you just said, bike yeah, mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And had you been inside for a long time or several different spells? I was for seven months. Yeah. So I went to trial, I had eight charges, I got found guilty on one and not guilty on the other seven. Right. So the judge said, obviously, uh, time served, seven months. He said, uh, if it was a, a normal person, he would have given me one month, but because it was a police officer, common assault, he gave me two months. But time served, seven months, so I went home. I got you. Yeah. I've got you. But then it's, <laughs> yeah, you've got that tag around your yeah, yeah, neck, course. haven't you, basically? Yeah, yeah. And it's very hard, as I said. I think I'm 31 now, but I remember being about 17, giving out about near enough a million CVs and only getting two callbacks. That's not really a good ratio for any young person that wants to look for a job. Because imagine if you've given out a million CV shops everywhere, Westfield, Blue Water, Stratford, and you only get two interviews, it makes you feel shit, doesn't it? It makes you feel like there's no opportunity, like, what's happening? Well, I'm not just that, but you've got to put food on the table, haven't you? Yeah, you've yeah, got to, you've got to, you've yeah, got to earn, you've yeah, got to earn, yeah, so... Yeah, to survive. Living at the moment, it's not easy in London, rent's up through the roof, can't put your heating on. So, XL Bikes, I've given a big opportunity to, to young males that want to do something with their life, do you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. very grateful for the opportunity. I'd encourage anybody that isn't doing nothing and wants to get in and learn a trade to jump on the course because in my years of growing up coming in out of prison I've never heard of a course like this so he's doing a good job I'll let you get on with this what's this what's this bike you're doing at the moment then uh, a rock rider this one's a rock rider that's a kind of prestigious yeah, yeah. this is for a young person of the age of 12 to 15 years old what have you got yourself? Have you got a bike at home? Yeah, I've got a Carrera. A road bike or...? Yeah, a road yeah. bike, a road bike. Nice. Yeah, I do that right. Fast. Yep, yep, I like keeping fit and riding keeps you fit. Yeah. So, happy days. Happy days, I'll let you get on. Thank you, sir. Nice to meet you, mate. Trey is fixer number one, right, Steph? XO one. Yeah. Trey, and also, I gather, because just talking to the other guys, you're, like, well experienced in the media because you've been on the television. Like, <laughs> you're the inspiration. You're the inspiration, aren't you, Trey? Obviously. Would you said? Nah, not me. <laughs> must be someone else. <laughs> but you are like you're, you're, you're so you're number one here, and I gather 
you're in the process of, sort of stepping up and becoming you're not just the first qualified mechanic and fixer you're actually starting to teach the guys now as well so I'm just giving my head mechanic a hand because he's absent right now but um, yeah pretty much that's what we've been doing for the last three days how long has this whole process lasted and how long have you been working with Steph on XO bikes I'd say around 10 months now and has it gone better or yeah, than, than you might have imagined there's been progress the whole way through yeah from the beginning till now so yeah that's all you can hope for and it's progress yeah. but yeah realistically how did it come about for you then getting involved with Steph in this whole project pretty much I was approached by an organisation in jail called Switchback and I met a young lady called Abby and her colleague but I can't remember her name right now <laughs> um, but yeah those two they approached me they were my mentors pretty much they showed me about this opportunity and I was like yeah I can't miss it <laughs> You've taken the opportunity and sort of really run with it, haven't you, yeah, by the yeah, looks of it. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the swag bikes, because they are, there's none in this workshop, is there, but they are, you've got another yeah. unit, two, yeah, yeah. two doors down, yeah. where another clothing brand has moved yeah. out. Yeah. You guys are just taking over the yeah, shopping centre bit by bit. Yeah. And that's where the swag bikes are, and they're amazing, aren't they? There must be 30, 40 of them all <laughs> lined up. There's more than that. How many are there now? In the warehouse as well, there's probably around, how many? How many swag bikes have you got, sir? I'd say around 50, 60 uh, in the warehouse and next door. Yeah, probably maybe 70. Yeah, maybe. Got 70, yeah. Yeah, and they're still churning them out. They are really special, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are unique. Tell us about this this number that, it, you know, it goes on each bike. The number represents the fixer, pretty much, and um, their bike. So you're number one? Yeah, I'm number one. It'll be my number on it, which is one that represents me, and it'll be the number of basically the amount of bikes I've done so if it's my third bike it'll be a three on it if it's my 17th bike there'll be a 17 on it and the number one that represents me and you've done I would imagine how many have you done now what are you up to what's your number I've lost count I've lost count high 20s probably something like that right Trey I'll let you crack on with your trek Okay, so I've moved two doors down from uh, the workshop area where I was talking to some of the guys, and I've been told, <laughs> I've been told by Steph that I can't leave without talking to you, Ed. I don't know, I don't know how make, that makes you feel, but apparently you're the main man. I'm not having that, nah, nah. I think every, every, everyone, yeah, everyone does their thing, so yeah, it's all good, it's all good. What's your association with Exobikes? How did it start? I was volunteering at a place with a woman called Kate, Robin, Steph Noah. So I just happened to be there, asked me a few questions and yeah, I answered them. Thought it'd be a great idea. Then I got a phone call about a month or two later asking if I'd like to be a part of it, help set up and do the course. And like they asked me about my background and stuff, like what I was into and what I was interested in. And I was doing accountancy at the time. So yeah, they just said be a part of that as well. So yeah, part of something that's good. Well, they're all skills that are going to help. I mean, it's not just about bike mechanics. You guys are setting up a whole organisation aren't they so if you've got other skills that can bring to bear then that's going to help yeah 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 it's transferable skills so it's all good yeah it's it's exciting and learning every day new things so you in common with you know all the guys who have been trained up next door you're an ex-offender you've been away for a long time or I was away for 14 years so yeah quite a long time I'll say quite a long time it's a bit speech marks in 10 but yeah yeah a long time it's a massive yeah chunk of your life how old are you now I'm 34 now sometimes I forget to be honest but yeah I'm 34 yeah so so re- restarting your life after uh, I can't imagine it I mean that's that's almost half your life isn't it really yeah yeah Um, just trying to pick up 
where I left off and at the same time you're like, you kind of feel play, you're playing catch up with everyone else because obviously my friends have got you know kids houses and all this stuff so yeah just trying to build so you're now one of the train mechanics right yeah yeah what number are you because Trey's number one three you're number three. You're number three. Yeah. There's only three of you, isn't there? It's so far who've gone through the entire process. Yeah, the plan is to get yeah maybe X or 100. You'll be interviewing next year. That's <laughs> that'll be hopefully a good thing. But yeah, for now it's free. But hopefully with the guys that are on the course now, they're pretty good mechanics. And they're learning fast. And yeah, I reckon there'll be a whole lot more numbers to be coming. So yeah. So you're XO3. So you you would like to stick with this organisation, make this your full-time job and stay with it. Or But even if you know that weren't the case, you've got the skills now potentially to go out to the job market. London needs bike mechanics, doesn't it? It's not enough. Definitely need bike mechanics. Um, like I said, they're doing the financial side of things as well. So getting the experience, because like nowadays everyone's asking for experience. Like Experience is more valuable than qualifications now, nowadays. So I'm getting that. I'm getting taught a lot of things by Rob Shalom and Nidge and... Like, you know, Steph's always teaching you every day. So, yeah, it's good. I'm learning a lot. How many bikes have you swagged, do you reckon? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to I'm gonna say, modestly, I'm going to say about 15, I'd say. Yeah? yeah say Which one stands out in your memory? Because they're all different, aren't they? Every single bike's different. It'd be funny if you look at this Bianchi here. That's the Bianchi, isn't it? I was talking about that. this one, but I kind of got robbed and they put Jamie's tag on that. So. Oh, yeah, it's number two. Yeah. But you did it. But I did it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell Jamie that. Jamie knows anyway, he knows I get the credit for this one, but yeah, that's a lovely one. That's my favourite one, definitely. I just love the fact, I was talking about that earlier, the fact that <laughs> underneath that black paint there, there's that famous Bianchi yeah, colour, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Still got the green campag kind of... Rubber hood. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Got the leather, I mean, the brown leather seat and the brown strap, so yeah, it's nice. It's really neat, really neat. Honestly, I'll give it a ride as well when Steph went looking. So <laughs> yeah, it's nice. He treats this as his, he treats this as his proper baby, this one. Do you ever think, like, if a, if an opportunity like this hadn't come around, how tricky would it have been for you to find your feet sort of post post prison? Um, very difficult. Um, applying for jobs not easy, especially when they do background checks as well. That's very hard. I'd, I'd go further. It's probably, probably impossible, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's next to impossible because actually I did actually happen to get employed. I was working at Amazon, and then two weeks later they done a background check, and then they say you've got to release you. So. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Like I said, next to impossible. So yeah, this is an opportunity that I had to grab both hands. I advise anyone who's coming out of prison and wants to look for work, etc. This, this These type of things be the first thing you should come to. So it's an opportunity for, for people. You just got to apply yourself and yeah, show what you can do. And I'm sure that you'll go a long way. What bike are you working on now, Ed? Which one is it? Oh, I've got a career in the, in the workshop, but I've been pulled from the workshop to do some specking. So the website's going to be up and running really soon so this is like the essential part of today's task get all the bikes specced and yeah that's it busy times yeah. nice to meet you Ed nice to meet you Ed I mean Ned Ned <laughs> Ed and Ned Ed and Ned yeah nice to meet you last but not least Thomas here so this is your workbench here. My workstation, Ned. Yeah. 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 So well, the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> what, what magic is happening now? Then, what are you up to? Uh, well, I've only started this week. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's my second week. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just learning the trade basically from the grassroots. Very relaxed atmosphere. The rest of the guys are like-minded. Yeah. Did you have a background in bike mechanics at all, or, or, no, or mechanics no, of any sort? I did BMX as a kid. Yeah. Always rid a bike. You don't realise how much. The love that you have for them, you yeah. know. So yeah, basically. Um, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Everybody, 
almost everybody in this country rides a bike when they're a kid at some point. Yeah. And then when we become adults, for some reason, we stop riding bikes. But you never lose the love. You can reconnect with that love for bikes, can't you, later on in life? Well, I mean, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? Especially in London with the traffic and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you know, if you look at other cities like Amsterdam, Tokyo, you know, in the city, it's all bikes. And it's, and it's right looking after the ozone for uh, the future, the children and stuff like that. So... How did you get involved in them then? How did it come about? Because you know I was I was released from prison January 2022 after serving a four-year sentence. I'm 43 now and I just wanted to turn my life around, change my lifestyle, circle of friends, etc. Can I ask, is that, was that the only time you did time or were you, had you been inside no, before? No, no, listen, listen, I've, you know, I've worked in different careers, but at the same time I've always offended. I mean, I've had multiple jail sentences now. You know, I've started my offending very young. But, um, yeah, so... So there's always something that hooks you up with the wrong people again or the wrong lifestyle gets you back in or kind of... um, It's it's hard to explain. It's um, it's a mental health thing, really. Relapses in um, mental health. But something has to happen to kind of break the cycle or kind of give you a different path, I guess, and this might be it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's everything to do with self-worth, confidence in oneself... Yeah, so it's January 2022, I was released and I saw an interview on uh, ITV News. I filled out a digital application form. Two weeks later, I had an interview and then two weeks later, I started the course. And how do you think you're doing? What's the report? What's what, like, are you, are you getting good marks? Well, they're still letting me in. <laughs> <laughs> Is it surprisingly difficult or kind of like, because uh, bikes are complicated, aren't they? Look, I said, yeah. you, if you've got a love for bikes and you've always rid bikes, it's kind of, you know, you, you, you get used to the sounds and, and, and you know what's what, basically, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great industry. So this one here, this Marion Larkspur, yeah. looks a bit beat up to me. You've only just started on it, obviously. This is not finished yet, is it? But you'll be surprised what they come up and they look like after. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just started on this this morning. And how long is it going to take you, do you think, just, just to turn it around and put it... Well, you know? Strip this down and get it ready to be swagged. I could do it in an hour. Wow. In an hour. Strip it, get with all the parts clean. You didn't have to stop and talk to an idiot like me shoving them back. (laughs) I'll let you you get back on, all right. Nice to meet you. Cheers, man. I think you've got quite a good team of people here, Steph. Well, yeah, they just keep seem to be sent to us. Yeah. Well, they they find you. One way or another, what's quite interesting is that they all, or pretty much to a man, they refer to an appearance you did on ITV News. So it's about spreading the message, isn't it? Yeah, and then, it's, it's, so that's kind of why we're here as well. Just so what is the message that you want to spread? Because that's you know your platform, really. Well, we got we got an eighteen billion pound problem called reoffending, and it's wasting a lot of life, and it needs to stop. And it's in our hands to stop it. We need to give these guys a break, and you will be paid back in bucket loads because you get loyalty, you get a great work ethic. They're just cracking blokes, and yeah, just please you know donate a bike buy a bike just spread the word because we yeah we want to change things we've got to help the communities are going to change themselves but it, it's about taking guys that bad influences in the communities that go into prison when they come out we can turn them into positive influences and they go back in and then they're the role models that the community needs the youngsters need okay so if anyone listening to this has kind of been inspired there's multiple ways you can help right one is if you're local to lewisham which everyone should be but not everyone is. If you're in walking distance or cycling distance to this, you know, you can literally come down here and if you're in the market for a bike for one of your kids or yourself, come and buy one. You'll get excellent 
I mean, genuinely, I'm not just saying this, but you will get amazing value for money down here. Or you can donate a bike. Yep. Or you can buy a bike online. That's a simple matter of going to exobikes. Com. And the third thing is, which... Or the fourth, I've lost count. Maybe, maybe the fourth. The fourth. <laughs> is some people just love the look and they've got their own bikes. They don't need another bike. Yeah, but see, they... I'm interested in doing this. Okay. Yeah. So we've had, we've had um, in fact, X01001 was the, the guy that rang us up. In fact, I'm going to send you the video. A guy rang up and said, I've got a bike I've been around the world on. It's knackered. It's my old touring bike. Will you swag it for me? And we took it, traded it, turned it into an as-new bike, and he paid us for the service. So it's a full refurbish and refinishing in our livery, and um, he's, he's ridden off happy. And you, you walk out with a brand-new bike that looks unique, and is unique, actually, because it's got that individual number on it. Yeah, and it's got your past and his past in it. So That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steph, nice to meet you again, you, and uh, I'll be a regular down here, I'm sure. Brilliant. So there you go. That so was the nice. wonderful XO Bikes. And do you know what? It's only walking away from having spoken to the the chaps, and they were all chaps, unfortunately, down there. It was only walking away from having spent a bit of time with them for for the second time now that the penny dropped of why they're called XO. Yeah, I was wondering. Well, I think, listen, I'm making this up, but I think it's X Offender. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it stands for. I think it must be. I'll double check with Steph when I next speak to him, but I think it's that's it. Yeah, because I kept singing the Beyonce tune. She has one called EXO, which is great. But the branding, I couldn't do this in a podcast, obviously, because I can't, because it's words, not pictures. Mm. I'll paint a picture with words for you. The branding is very, very cool. You know, it's not like... I went on the website, it's pretty slick and yeah. And and Steph, as he says in the interview, comes from an advertising advertising background and it looks the part. And I cannot stress enough how this idea of these swag bikes. Oh, yeah, you loved like, those, didn't you? I was well, really they curious. are so cool. Maybe we can get some pictures to put on the, uh, we can put some link, we'll put some links put on the link podcast the notes. You know, there was loads that I took from talking to those guys. Number one, how kind of clearly committed to the path that they, that the XO seemed to be offering them, mm. they were, yeah. you know, to a man and kind of how very, very practical mm. <laughs> And down to earth and attainable and proportionate, achievable, mm. realistic, targeted. <laughs> uh, like, it's just like yeah. it's an idea that works, yeah. isn't it? You kind of like, you go, well, there's this endless supply of young men, mostly, leaving the penal system mm. in precisely that position, looking for an opportunity like this. There are not enough bike mechanics, trained bike mechanics, like many trades in this country yeah, at the moment. You know, the labour issue is real. There aren't enough. There are as a higher than ever demand at the moment for in recent years at least for, for trained mechanics. Yeah. And the Metropolitan Police who are partnering with Exo Bikes have this I mean they've got tens of thousands of bikes it's impounded. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, that they need this stock needs to Something needs to happen with yeah. it. Some of them are absolutely mint bikes yeah. as well, and they kind of like they get being... stolen. They've got no no way of knowing who um, whose bikes they were because people don't register them with the phone number. So they that's right, have to give them back. So that, that, that's, that, that's it. So yeah. it's, it's the kind of like win, 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 win. As yeah. far as I can make out, it's and then yeah, and then this notion of sustainability as well. You're literally recycling and breathing new life rather mm. than shipping something over from Taiwan yeah. that's brand new and unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because obviously it's it's clearly within our wheelhouse of things we talk about here. But I know you were kind of like this is slightly. Like, felt a little bit left field in terms of the kind of topics that we, we yeah. cover more generally. Yeah. But actually, you know, for me, listening to it, we, it's an issue that is, is outside of what we talk about, like the criminal justice system and rehabilitation. Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing when you just, even just getting a nib of, 
the flaws that are in the system and the amount of money it costs the economy and how such a, a simple solution is making a real difference it's um yeah and, how, and relating to cycling it's it, yeah. it was really quite ins- inspiring and worrying that there were, you know there were all these things that go on you know day to day that we're not aware of because that's not the part of like not my area of specialism so yeah you know, I've got I've got my stuff that I'm really interested in to travel or whatever there's all these really important fights to have that people are doing amazing things mm. and uh, making a difference on a local level mm. and probably having to fight the system at the same time doing and it. And just really striking to hear from someone because you know that it's hard to get a job after once you've got a criminal record, but hearing from people who've had that experience and even if you, and like Steph said at the beginning, you know, even people who want to, they don't want to re-offend, but they just feel kind of trapped in this cycle. You just can't get a job and, well, and I mean, as, as Ed, done a background as Ed, check. As Ed said, he was obviously, you know, he got a job with Amazon. And then they did the background yeah. checks on him. He did 14 years of time. It's you know. really sad, yeah. And it, uh, there's no way they were going to... He's out sacked, you know. Mm. I mean, just... Mm. Uh, he, that would have been an impossibility. Mm. And what I found, you know, on a personal level, it, I, I kind of... My affection for the bicycle in all its different mm. facets, I, I, th- I found it really quite moving that that was the meeting point between me and a very middle-class me and a section of the population who I would otherwise not have met. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I fully intend to sort of carry on, yeah. you know, working with Steph and sort of help, helping them out and all the guys mm. down there. And it was very, it was really interesting to hear the last guy I spoke to there, whose name alludes me just now, I think it's Michael, was it? In that sequence of interviews you, that you heard. Um, Thomas. Was it Thomas? Mm, yes, yeah. it was Thomas. Thank you for reminding me. Thomas, love, absolutely lovely bloke. But to hear from a guy of his background to hear him say, well, it's an absolute no-brainer, isn't it, using a bicycle to get around London? Why wouldn't you, you know? Um, and then he cited the examples of Tokyo and Amsterdam, yeah. said, you know, and I kind of thought, that's the voice, that's the voice that our discussion, that yeah. that's the voice that is missing. Because yeah. for all that you, me and Adam can bang on about it and kind of like, you know, echo around in our little chamber, to have someone like that from mm. way outside, way outside of uh, our echo chamber kind of, come piercing in with exactly the same conclusions was a yeah. really refreshing change. And all of this brought together by Lewisham Shopping Centre. Lewisham Shopping Centre. <laughs> Lewisham Shopping Centre, exactly. So. Place of endless wonder, apparently. Yeah, I think I might have misquoted that slogan. I might have to go back. I think it is actually shop. <laughs> Wait, shop, browse, enjoy yeah. shop. It definitely shop bookends it, but uh, maybe I should just. Well, they've missed out eat clearly. I think, uh, yeah, and you they can't and the, have missed out eat, and yeah. yet you can eat. Yeah, and but you not can the most muffin. definitely not the muffin. break. I've got nothing against muffin break, and if they want to come on board as a sponsor, yeah. they can sponsor us, can they? Then you know this, this episode is brought to you by Muffin Break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not. Well, I yeah, I enjoyed that. Good. Thank that you. was amazing. I, I really, I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, yeah. Laura, you're presenting this episode, so you need oh, to do the whole professional what do we say signing at the off end? thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. What we say. Laura into an absolute flurry of panic. Okay. But go on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, we're ready. Yep. You have been listening to Streets Ahead. Our editor, as always, has been Claire Mansell. You can let us know what you think at Pod Streets Ahead. Please rate us and review us and share the podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.